0: One slate. One slate, guys. One slate. Where, okay, where do I start? I mean, I'm exhausted. I feel awful. I don't know if I have the energy in me to give you a long tilt, but I just... You can't make some of the stuff up that You, You just can't. So the hornets Spurs game. I've talked about this, you know, on the stream, the Patreon stream. I was like, the only way that this game fails is if it turns into a random blowout. But it's a two-point spread or whatever, one and a half point spread. No way does the hurt no way does the Spurs Hornets game blow out. No chance. The Hornets have been the worst team in the preseason. No. Oh yeah. Better believe. Random massive blowout. No fourth quarter run for majority of the guys in my lineup. Rozier on pace to break the slate. Blowout. Hayward, blowout. Alden Johnson, still smashed in a blowout. Ray Jones, blowout. Ali Oubre, not only blowout, how about random massive foul trouble too? Or How does he pick, how does Kelly Oubre get in foul trouble? How do I, he's a wing. I get like guards and wings that get in the foul trouble somehow. And it was huge foul trouble. Kelly Oubre did not play the whole third quarter. He picked up his fourth foul right away in the third, lost the whole third quarter. Got a couple minutes in the fourth quarter. He barely played the second half, Kelly Oubre. He was on pace to also break, like he started really hot. I think he had like 20 fancy points in like the first quarter. And then, um, random foul trouble plus blowout to bail out the faders. So, there's five players right there, and one, the, there's, I think there's one game that blew out. Maybe two? I'm trying to remember, trying to remember. So, 12 games. I think this is the only blowout. I honestly do. I could be wrong in that, though. Again, it's been a long night, but five players in the blowout? Are you serious? And no, we're not done. The one player that I did not get any bad variance for, Kevin Porter Jr., at relatively low ownership, smashed. No blowout, no foul trouble, no injury. He smashed. The only player that did not deal with bad variance for me. And then I'm still, so even after all that, I'm still actually looking pretty good going to late games. Um, Because even though, you know, the Spurs Hornets, uh, if you played them, you got incredibly unlucky losing the fourth quarter. Most of them still did very well, even in, like, three quarters. Um, but I'm going to the fourth quarter. Sabonis and Nurkic, two of my boys, it's, it's okay. They'll bring me to the cash, right? How about massive foul trouble for Sabonis to lose big minutes? Oh, sure. He was not playing the best. Fox took over, right? It's, it's going to be one of those two every night that has a big game and competitive games. Like, Fox and Sabonis is where the offenses run. But yeah, massive foul trouble for Sabonis. And this is a new one. Nurkic, they just signed him to a deal. He gets benched. He gets benched. He got pulled one or two minutes into the second half. um, Didn't play the entire third quarter. Comes in, plays like three minutes in the fourth, and then is done. Plays like five second half minutes. Oh. There it is, guys. There it is. So again, all I ask, one slate. One slate with no injuries or massive foul trouble. I had two players in massive foul trouble in Oubre and Sabonis, five players in a random blowout, and one player get benched. Now, recapping some other stuff, so um, talk some GPP plays. I was really high on John Morant as a GPP play uh, on Patreon. He did very, very well. I mentioned the optimal build. And we talked about how I preferred Luka to uh, Jokic in an optimal build just because the opportunity cost at center. There were so many good centers. A lot of the field went to Jokic, but Luka much uh, outperformed him. Can we talk about how the Jazz blow out Denver too? Like, What is going on there? Um, but yeah, I did prefer Luka to Jokic. That was nice. Again, Joss smashed. Porzingis, um, I don't know if you guys saw, retweeted it. He rolled his ankle like warming up, uh, getting uh, in like pregame warm-ups or whatever. And um, like that bothered him. So like he like he was someone I really liked in tournaments. He was fine, but he said he couldn't really, he didn't couldn't really move that well. So like how do you get injured in whatever? Um, and then I didn't mention uh, a low owned value play that I really liked in GPPs was Killian Hayes. Talk about it in the YouTube video too. I liked him. Killian Hayes smashed and no ownership. He was like 05 percent owned. I think he went for twenty five and he shot like one of nine from the field. And then two other value plays I had in there were the two Memphis guys that did extremely well, Conchar and Sante So that's the recap. Hope you guys avoided some of this bad variance. Hope you avoided foul trouble and blowouts. Um, and, yeah, let's talk about this two-game slate. So, um, oh, really quick, again, um, I, don't know, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Price Picks won four for five. It was an awful opening night for myself. Um, bounced back in a big, big way. Uh, it was looking like it was going to be a 10x night. Nurkic had like six... They get eight points in the first quarter, and then he gets benched. Also, again, not only hurts my DFS lineup, but cost me the 10x on prize picks. It's still doubled up, but, like, ugh, come on, Nurk. Um, but, yeah, guys, uh, if you are a first-time user, make sure to use my code DKDFS. That'll give you 100% match up to $100. So, deposit using my code. That's a free $100 to play with on the site. How it works is... Um, you can pick two, three, four, or even up to five uh, player props. And um, you can win up to 10x your money. You can mix and match sports. All the sports are up top here. So um, you can play a couple from NBA and a couple from like the NFL game tomorrow if you want. So yeah, give it a try, guys, and take advantage uh, uh, of that free money. And then if you're looking for more in depth content, go check out my Patreon. That is linked in the description below. All right, so Milwaukee, Philadelphia, let's do it. A oh, quick look at the Vegas odds. It's a 225 over under. The 76ers are four-point favorites, um, which I, I don't know about that. Uh, I, uh, right? Should the, should the 76ers be four? I know they're playing at home. Let's have Giannis. Giannis is the best player in the world right now, so I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if I agree with those Vegas odds. But Clippers, Lakers, 223.5 over under. The Eclipse are five and a half point favorites. All right, so starting with the Bucks, and uh, this slate is going to be a lot of these teams are going to have some like questionable rotation. I just, I really don't like how Bootenholzer runs his rotation. It really pisses me off. He'll run like he'll play guys for like three minutes and then pull them, and then like he'll run like a deep rotation. He just plays guys in like three to four minute stints. It's like, can you just run a normal rotation, man? Just play your starters like the first nine, 10 minutes of the first quarter, bring in your bench. Like, no. He's literally just swapping guys in every two minutes. You will notice it when we watch this game tomorrow. He will literally do so many subs. Just annoying. Like, just run a normal rotation. Uh, But yeah, back to Milwaukee. So, um, Giannis at the top of 10 7. If you take a look at the other spend ups on the slate, you got Embiid, you got LeBron. Harden, Paul George, AD, Kawhi, so a lot of firepower on the slate. But I still think like Giannis is going to be one of the you know more optimal spend ups you can get to him. No Middleton, he's very clearly just the do it all guy. Now minutes, it also is a little bit. I do want to mention this. Buehler does not give his main guys a lot of run in the regular season. Like I expect Drew and Giannis to probably be in that low to mid thirties, like thirty-two to thirty-five minute range. Where when we talk about Philadelphia. Doc Rivers just ran his starters into the ground last game. He played them all at 38 minutes. <laughs> like this is he played them like it was a postseason game, Doc Rivers. So you do have to factor that in that you probably don't get um, you know, a ton of minutes for guys like Giannis and Drew. But even so, again, I, I like Giannis. Drew Holiday at this price point, I think he's more of a contrarian play. He's like too close in price to guys like Kawhi, assuming no limitations, and Anthony Davis. I'm just gonna give the edge to those guys over Drew. So Drew, on a small slate, you can still use him to get different in a large field tournament, but I would say more of a contrarian option. Now, the starting lineup from Milwaukee, they can do a couple different things. They do have Dusty West Matthews back. They could toss him in the starting lineup if they want to. They have been starting um, the big lineup of Brooke Lopez, Giannis, Portis, Drew, and Grayson Allen, so that also could be a st- possible starting lineup, or, again, they just bring Portis off the bench and start like a guy like Dusty West Matthews or something. Um... But yeah, Middleton out. No Pat Connaughton as well. So, um, looking at the other Bucks, Bobby Portis—whether he starts or comes off the bench—I actually still, I, I still like him here. He didn't have the best game uh, last time out there in uh, the preseason, but uh, Portis is normally a pretty solid a guy. He can knock down some threes, energy guy. So uh, I like Portis either way. Would feel a little bit better about his minutes if he starts. So I'll keep an eye on that. But I think he's a pretty good value. Jordan Nora may or may not be in the rotation, even if he is. I don't think he plays enough to warrant that price tag. Dusty Brook Lopez is 4.8K. I mean, I expect him to probably play like 25-ish minutes. He could have to play a bit more to defend and beat, I guess. Um, but I think I'd rather—I think the ceiling's a bit higher in Portis than it is Brook Lopez. And then we got to talk about this value and kind of talk about his rotation. I think Budenholzer could run like a Steve Kerr-esque rotation where he plays a lot of guys. Um, Grayson Allen's 4'6". He should start... I think he's a solid value. He's scoring dependent. So, like, the floor is low. If you play Grayson Allen, he can still hurt you. But this team at the... Like, right now, Milwaukee doesn't have a lot of shooters. And Grayson Allen's, like, one of the few guys that can knock down threes. So, I'm thinking we probably get somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, 25-ish, like, mid-20s minutes, maybe a little bit more. So... Uh, I like him for GPPs, but again, he is relatively scoring dependent. And then talking through the rest of this rotation. So let's just assume that they start the big line, right? So let's just assume it's Giannis, Drew, Portis, Lopez, Grayson Allen. Well, you're going to see Javon Carter off the bench. I actually think he'll be the first guard off the bench over George Hill, but George Hill will play too. So you got George Hill off the bench. You got Javon Carter off the bench. You should see Dusty West Matthews, who again, George Hill's dust too, might I add. Um, and then the backup five, they can go to Ibaka, who's also dust. Uh, they can go to Sandro mamukla who could see some minutes. Um, so, yeah, the bench is, I don't know if there's anyone that really stands out here. I mean, I guess like a min price, Javon Carter is a little bit interesting. Um, but yeah, the, the Milwaukee bench is just tough. And again, I expect them to just run short rotations and play a lot of guys. So I don't know if there's anyone here that really stands out. I mean, if you want to take a shot in a mid price Mouklish-Faley, I don't hate that. I'm just not like 100% sure he'll be in the rotation, Uh, but he is really good when he's on the court. Like Mouklish-Faley can stretch the court. He can knock down threes. Um, So yeah, Milwaukee a little bit tough uh, to break them down. Moving on to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is way easier to talk about. So they're basically going to play the starters. They're going to play them a ton. Bench guy's not going to play a ton. Pretty simple. So with that being said, I mean, Joel Embiid played like 38 minutes last game. In a regular season game, he played 38 minutes. If we're going to get 38 minutes again from Joel Embiid, yes, he is a really good play at the top. And then you saw a vintage James Harden game. I did not expect that from Harden. Embiid dealt with a little bit of foul trouble, but still basically stayed on the court. Didn't lose any minutes because of it. Um, And Harden, I mean, that looked like the Harden from the Rockets. Now, Will we continue to get this James Harden? I don't know. Um, so I think he's still, at the, at the moment for me, a little bit more of a contrarian play. I think I, I, think, yeah, I think I still would prefer Joel Embiid. Um, but these other starters, I think, are very safe plays in the slate because of the minutes. right? Um, so you have other teams. Basically, the three other teams on the slate are probably going to run pretty deep rotations. Like the Clippers probably play 10-11 guys. The Lakers ran a pretty big rotation last game. I expect the Bucks to probably play at least 10 guys. Where, sure, the 76ers might play, you know, nine or maybe a 10th guy, but they're going to give their starters huge minutes. So, Tobias Harris, 5 5, I think is one of these safer options in the mid range. Played 34 minutes last game. Sure, he's not going to be like super productive, but he's a guy that does have a ceiling. Tyrese Maxey, when this guy gets it going, he has a massive ceiling as well. He played, I think, 38 minutes, even dealing with a little bit of foul trouble. So, Harris and Maxi, I think, are, are really good options there in the mid-range. And then it pains me to say, it really does, but I think P.J. Tucker's a pretty good value. It makes me want to throw up. He played over 30 minutes. Now, he's not going to do a ton when he's on the court. You just got to hope he falls into some rebounds or you know knocks down a couple corner threes. But I think Tucker's a solid value. Off the bench, there's only two guys I would consider. De'Anthony Melton, he played uh, 20 minutes off the bench. Didn't have the best game, but... He is only 3.8K, and we know Melton's actually um, solid as far as point per minute goes. And then Montrez was the back of five over Paul Reed, and you probably get you know, 10, 12 minutes from Harrell. Um, I think he is also in play for GPPs. But I don't think I want to go to Daniel House, who surprisingly, I did not see him being in the rotation. You saw some minutes for Niang, and you saw like 30 seconds for Thiebel. So, yeah, Philly, they were in a very, very tight rotation. Moving on to the Clippers, so... This is just going to be a tough team to talk about because they are so balanced. They are. They have, they're like 10-11 deep of like really solid NBA players. Uh, but looking at the topic, guys, we have Paul George with Kawhi. Now, the Clippers have taken it easy on the minute so far in uh, Kawhi Leonard in the preseason. Now, the question is, is he going to be on a limit to start the year? He could. He could. Where Paul George hasn't really been on a limit uh, so far in the preseason. So, of the two Clippers, I actually do prefer Paul George. But if we get confirmation that Kawhi Leonard is good to go, no limitations, then I might give the edge to Kawhi. So we'll keep an eye on news there. But yeah, I mean, both Clippers stars are sub 9K, right? That's a, that's a little bit of discount off the other stars we've, we've talked about. The starting lineup for the Clippers, I think it'll be Zubats at the five, Kawhi, Paul George, Marcus Morris, and Reggie Jackson. So big zoos, 5'3. I just. Lakers, they kind of want to go small with Anthony Davis. So I'm a little bit worried about the minutes here for, for Big Zoo. Um, so he's more of just a tournament-only play for me because I could see him seeing limited run tomorrow. And then Marcus Morris is four five. He's looks like a lot of other guys in the Clippers. He's playable, assuming he starts um, kind of just there. Uh, you do have Reggie Jackson at 6'2". He's going to start. I think I would actually prefer, or he's most likely going to start. I think I actually would prefer... John Wall coming off the bench. I mean, they've messed around with starting lineups with each of these guys starting at the point. But um, for me, uh point per dollar, I think Wall looks a little bit better than Reggie Jackson. And then you'll see some bench run for Norman Powell. You see some bench run for Robert Covington. You should see some bench run for Kennard, some bench run for Nick Batum. Maybe Terrence Mann's in the rotation too. This is what I'm talking about. They have such a deep team. I don't think Moses Brown plays. He's like technically... They're next big, but the Lakers are more of a small ball team playing 80 at the five. So I don't think you see Moses Brown, but this grouping of like Nick Batum, Kennard, Covington, Morris, Powell, man, maybe if he plays, they all look pretty similar. I think the ceiling is probably the highest of Dorman Powell. He had a massive team in the preseason uh, last game went for like 34 real life points. So he does have that ceiling. Um, they could also mess with the starting lineup. Like maybe he could start. The Clippers are just they have a lot of guys, and they could be messing with the starting lineup all year. But um, yeah, it's it's tough for me to have any super strong takes on these guys, like again, Batum, Kennard, Covington, Morris, Powell. They they all look pretty similar to me. Um, I will say I think my favorite value for the Clippers is probably Wall. Or Norman Powell. I think the ceiling is is high on the, those two. Um, yeah, tough team to talk about. And then the Lakers. So the Lakers, we got a decent idea of how their rotation is going to go. Um, Thomas Bryant out. Dennis Schroeder out. LeBron AD both of us is probable they will play. So LeBron outscored Anthony Davis last game. They're both about the same ownership. I'm once again going to give the edge to Anthony Davis for the discount. Um, he's eight six as opposed to LeBron at 9'3". But I like both the, the Lakers stars. Um So, if you want to put LeBron over AD, that's totally fine. I just think I slightly prefer AD to LeBron here. Westbrook at 7K, I mean, he had a decent game DFS-wise. He should come off the bench. He should not be starting. It makes way more sense for Westbrook to come off the bench for this team. But he started. He played uh, 31 minutes. I just, with so many stars in the slate, I just don't know if I can stomach playing Russell Westbrook. Now, Pat Beverly, I do like quite a bit. And if you played him last slate, like myself, you got very, very unlucky. He was in massive foul trouble the whole game, lost huge minutes, um, and still salvaged a decent day while losing big, big minutes. So um, Pat Beverly, good defender, uh, guy that you know can contribute in a lot of different ways. I think he's a really good value. Also a uh, revenge game narrative against his former team, the Clippers. And Lonnie Walker started, and he played 29 minutes. Um, so if we're gonna get that that much run from Lonnie Walker, I'm totally fine playing him at 4-1. You saw decent minutes for Kendrick Nunn off the bench. Now you did have some Pat Bev foul trouble, so I'm not as confident in the minutes for Nunn. But like he's a guy that will be relatively productive when he's in the court. So those three probably my favorite value plays for the Lakers at least. Austin Reeves, I'll mention him. He played 16 minutes. He was awful. Um, but he'll be very, very low on because of it. Damian Jones was not in the rotation, too. They went to Wenny Gabriel as the backup. He only put, like, eight minutes, though. Um, you did see a little bit of run for JTA as well. And you also saw Matt Ryan in the rotation. Um, he's a guy that's a sharpshooter. So, like, can you take a shot in him in large field tournaments? I guess. If he's going to be in the rotation again, yeah. If he gets hot behind the three-point um, three line, he could pay off the salary. So... Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for the Lakers, guys, and that's going to do it for the video as well. So it's a two-game slate, right? There is no way that I deal with more foul trouble or even an injury tomorrow, right? We have to break the streak. We have to break the streak tomorrow. It's happening. I am not dealing with any more injuries or foul trouble, guys. So, uh, yeah, appreciate uh, you guys for watching. Uh, Make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell if you do enjoy, and I'll see you all in the next video.